What am followers? This is Doug Kenny talking, and today I have a former schoolmate of mine from Estes Park School District. He looks significantly older than I last remember him, but he's now my latest guest on my channel, and he has a good story to tell. Glad to have you, Brandon. Thank you. Um, it's nice to be on here. I think it's going to be pretty exciting. This is my first time ever doing this, so... I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear that. Brandon, over the past few years, has created a good future for himself after going through a rough spot like I did. And, you know, we're going to find out today how he did it. So, Brandon, I, I must ask, uh, first of all, uh, what made you come to Estes Park from California exactly? Okay, so we started off while well, I was born in California and then moved to Colorado for a little bit. I actually went to Estes Park for a little bit of kindergarten and I was in that um, pre-kindergarten um, program that they had at the old elementary school, the one with the wooden playground. So I was actually in Estes Park for a little bit and then um, we um, moved out to Michigan and I lived in Michigan for about till um, going into eighth grade, and then I came out and um, went to Estes Park Middle School, where I met you, and um, I don't know, I just, Estes Park was way smaller than everywhere else I've ever been, and um, I just, I really enjoyed the, um, the way that you guys brought people in in that town, and it was really nice. Um, I was expecting to go to high school at, um, in Estes Park with you guys, but my dad told us that we were moving um, moving down to, I believe it was Littleton's, to live with his um, now wife and um, her son. And then um, we, I moved back to Michigan because I wanted, I really wanted to stay at the same school with, with you guys. And then so I had friends to start off my high school career because not having friends when you start high school can be almost like the movies, exactly like the movies. Like you're, you're not really accepted um, until you start meeting people and then you slowly get more involved with all the other people in the school. And then, but it's, it's really hard. My freshman year in, um, in Penfield, I started off in Penfield in Michigan. Um, I went all the way up until halfway through, and then I was like, I need to get out of Michigan. I'm not making the best decisions right now. Let me try to find a way to get somewhere that I can get better. Colorado always seemed to be the place that helped, helped me with just realizing that you can do different things and it will be okay, like the change of scenery, the change of the surrounding people. Um, it's just really great. And um, moving to Littleton, it was way bigger than any any school I've ever been to. It was a 5A school. Um, I went to Heritage High School in um, Littleton, Colorado, um, while we were living in South Park um, neighborhood. Um, South and, Park, it shares yep. the same name as the television show. Yeah, uh, and the cool thing about it is Heritage, one of the creators, um, I was told, went to heritage from south park and he lived in that neighborhood <laughs> that's really interesting that's yeah that's, i'm not sure if it's true 
I'm not sure, but that's what I was told by a lot of the students at the school. Yeah. So we met at the eighth grade for the first time in Estes. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, we did. Weren't we teammates on the swimming team, I believe? Um, I didn't do swimming with you, but I played I played soccer. We did I did track, I did wrestling, and I played football. I wasn't I was gonna do baseball, but we ended moving up moving away before the season started at the end of the year. Yeah, I do remember being teammates with you on one of the sports, but I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't remember either. It's so long ago, and I've, I've fried my brain a little bit through the process of growing up. <laughs> yeah, my brain was literally fried a few years back. Like like you, I expected to go to high school in Estes, but yeah. but what happened was my life started to crumble apart after eighth grade, and you know, we left for Arizona and not going to school with the people that I grew up with was really tough, you know, but high school actually started out well for me. Like during my freshman year, an instructor believed in my potential to the point that she helped me become an author for the first time, which was always a dream of mine. And there was a point my freshman and sophomore years were actually my statistical best years of my education. And, you know, it started out well for me. In fact, I was invited to give a presentation at the Talking Stick Resort Transition Conference. And I did a book signing there. So I was on top of the world. And that combined with the fact that I went, that I won several consecutive student of the month titles in my freshman year. So it actually started out well for me. But after the conference, what happened was my life started going downhill pretty much for the worst. Like what happened was a paraprofessional that I had, you know, because of my autism, sometimes I had to have a paraprofessional help me with the work, you know? Mm -hmm. She departed the district without letting anybody know from me and a lot of other people. And she did it without saying goodbye. And that took me off guard because we had so much success together in high school. And, you know, I didn't think it was right for her for her to kind of leave without at least wishing me the best or saying goodbye, you know? And and the school was very defensive of their decision to not tell me, but I just want to say that, you know, over the years since my downfall, a lot of people that have read my books and my, and what I've said on social media about it, even some of the celebrities I've met, a lot, of, a lot of them have messaged me saying, you know, that probably wasn't the right thing to do, you know, leave yeah. without wishing you the best or saying goodbye. And so obviously I have a lot of support from my fan base, but that, that kind of marked the point when my life went downhill. And yeah. my senior year was the worst year of my education. Like I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that leaving without really an explanation. Um, um, I don't know if you know, but my um, biological father actually left my sister and I when we were two years old and um, never really stayed in contact with us at all. And then Tristan, um, 
he raised me since I was like four up until I was now. He's he's what I know is my father. And um I know about someone being really close to you and just basically disappearing and not not explaining themselves. But I've just learned to try to accept that as a part of life. And it's it's difficult because you have to go through all them emotions and feelings by yourself. And all you can do is just try to find the most healthy and best way to get you through them without causing damage to you and around you. Yeah. And, you know, I understand what you mean. And there were probably some ways that I could have handled it better as well. But the way she left without an explanation, yeah. what got to me was it kind of came across to me that she never actually cared about my potential and was only doing a job. That's how it came across to me. That, that really is, that's rough because that's what you distilled in yourself and that stinks because um, when it comes to life with myself, I literally try to think of every single possible outcome and I don't always pick the right one and it sometimes it throws you a curveball like out of nowhere you're just all like what like well I mean I'm gonna jump a little further into my story of of being in a better place than I was I I've only been at this job for going on two years in March I haven't been hired in for a year and they already offered me a team lead position so like that's a curveball but that's that's for good, you know, and I was it took me by surprise because I'm like, I I mean, I understand the basics of what I have to do, but I. OK, and I just took it and now I'm running with it until I get to wherever I need to go next. Yeah, that's good to hear. And I didn't leave my senior year entirely on a bad note. It wasn't in the best of circumstances because I had a very low GPA in the end, but I was awarded a scholarship for education, which they said was the results of my first two years. However, I had so many issues in my senior year that when I was given the scholarship, you know, I was really puzzled. I was like, what? You know, I like I didn't think I really deserved it. And I at the same time, I wasn't confident that I wanted to continue education after what I went through with a mental breakdown that took place in 2014, I believe, and a few other things that happened to me. I just I wasn't sure I wanted to continue. And so I went up to the when the principal handed it to me, I was like, I think you guys are wasting this, you know. (laughs) yeah but I took it just because my mom told me to and she held on to it until I started my education at University of the People but yeah I almost ended my senior year in an epic fashion and I didn't do it because looking at it it was wrong and I just backed out at the last second but during the last week of my senior year of high school you know, yeah. I was considering about ending my senior year on the epics of note. Like I was asked by the principals, you know, to serve the senior breakfast, like be the server for people. That's awesome. And I, I, I was considering it, but I didn't do it because I didn't want to get in trouble. But I was contemplating on 
on when serving people Coca-Cola during the breakfast, I was contemplating on spitting in a certain number of cups to kind of get back at people that wronged me during high school. Oh. You know? <laughs> I understand that. Like I was contemplating on spitting in one of them. And then when someone drinking it saying that was for hurting me in the locker room or, you know, yeah. spitting in another one and saying, you know, that was for being rough on me in PE. <laughs> yeah. That would have been, revenge is, revenge is nice, but you also got to remember that karma is crazy. Yeah, karma is that's, really crazy. And the reason I didn't do it was because, you know, I didn't have a chance to really do it without being caught, you know, but at the yeah. same time, I didn't want to do it just because, you know, it was the last week and it could have cost me graduation, you know? Yeah, very true. I, um, my whole entire high school, well, bouncing around between three different high schools, I eventually graduated where I started at Penfield, but um, they didn't think that I was going to graduate. They were all like, there's no way that you're going to be able to pass all your classes and walk across the stage. I looked at every single one of them and I said, I'll show you that I can. And I did it. Um, I did it the day before the last day that we were allowed to do it. So I still had to, cause you know how seniors get let out early, like a month early or whatever. Yeah. I had to go to school still for that, for that last, I had one day that I didn't have to go to school from the seniors not having to be there. I had to stay there the whole entire time, buckle down, get my assignments done, get my grades up. Um, I had to actually retake one of the math classes I was taking in um, person online and just to pass high school because I failed her class, but I passed the math class online. So I was able to actually graduate. She was really sad. She came up to me and was like, I'm sorry, Brandon. And I, I, I couldn't help you. And you failed my class. And then I pulled the paper out, the certificate, the certificate of me passing it online. And I was like, no, I did it. She was like, why couldn't you just done that in class? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of reminds me. Uh, last year, I wrote a book about my rough spot from a few years back. You probably saw me posting about it on social media, but mm -hmm. it's an autism biography. And earlier this year, it was awarded some sort of award. I, I think it was, it was implemented by an autistic society. They awarded me like, you know, a medal for coming up with such a fantastic work of literature. That is awesome. Yeah. And what what makes the story so successful is is that I went through what I went through and I, you know, I I made the changes to my lifestyle to enjoy my life again, you know? And yeah. and that's what makes it a success story. And earlier this year it was an awarded some I was awarded some sort of medal. I keep forgetting what it's called because the name is super long. Like, I think it's a Russian name, if I remember right. I don't know how to pronounce it or anything. But they sent it to me through the mail and said, you know, your story is fantastic. And a few years back, a lot of my instructors told me, you will never make it as a writer. And I got an award for such a great book. And that earlier this year, the book was in the top 300 bestsellers list on Amazon internationally. Oh, yeah. Yep. And when I, when I realized it was in the top 300, 
I kind of messaged one of the instructors on Facebook just because I couldn't help myself. I, I showed a, too. I showed a screenshot of, you know, the statistics and I was like, see this? Yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I am an author and I'm one of the best sellers. Yeah. You, you are an inspiration to a lot of people and that's why I enjoy you being my friend and being able to keep in contact with you and hearing all the amazing things that you're doing. Yeah, did you see my interviews with film producers and directors? I did watch a couple of those, yeah. That's crazy. Like, you, you're talking to famous people on the regular. Yeah, and one and of my favorite ones, I, <laughs> what was that? And then you get to talk to me now. <laughs> yeah, why didn't we do this sooner, you know? We should have. We really should have, you know? I should have hung out with you more in Estes, and we should have done this sooner. Yeah, it would have been a lot more if we would have had, maybe we could have had our show together one day. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, and I, we really got to get together again one of these days in person when COVID Soon. comes down. Yep, I'm, um, I'm working on getting more vacation time and everything for, um, from work. So then I'll be able to get paid while I'm doing things that I like to do, actually. That's so maybe we could set hear. up some time. Yeah, so I must ask, uh, what's being a dad like? It's it's awesome. Look at my hat. Dad life. Yep, that's a good one. I love it. It's um, I've just with my rough history of not having a father, um, I always felt like I owed it to the universe, basically, that I need to prove them that. They might have left me, but they didn't. They didn't leave me for like to be eight alive. I I strived and I found ways to make sure that I can get everything that I need to be to be the father that I need to be. And then now, he's just he's he's actually taking a nap right now. But he's awesome. Like like the nicknames. The, what nicknames do you have? Um, we call him Stinky Booty. <laughs> stinky with booty um that's really it boss because his name is boston so we call him little boss little boss man his so initials that's are actually the same to the as boss mine baby movie that nickname's not connected to boss no nope. movie nope that's all because of his name boss boston so i thought it was actually pretty awesome his initials a, are the same as mine too i have a very funny memory that that I have involving my dad, if you want to hear it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Have you ever heard of the movie Ice Age at all? Yes. Uh, I don't remember the storyline of the first one because it's been decades since I saw it. But yeah. I do remember the characters like the mammoth and the sloth and the mm -hmm. tiger, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first saw Ice Age, I was with my dad back in like 2003, I believe. We rented it. We didn't see it in theaters. We rented it. And dad and I watched it together. And I watched it on his lap while he was sitting on a chair. And you know the bad guy of the movie, the, the lead saber-toothed tiger with the European yeah. accent? Mm -hmm. I asked my dad at some point during the movie, I was like, dad, have you noticed the way that the lead saber-toothed tiger talks? It's not like the rest of them because, you know, he's Euro the actor's European, you know? Yeah. And I asked my dad, why is that? And my dad actually knew the answer. 
he knew that the actor was European and he didn't know how to tell me without sounding, you know, racist or anything. <laughs> and so he kind of said with an exaggerated sigh, just watch the movie, Doug. <laughs> and a few minutes later, I asked again, and my dad kind of said with a sigh, Doug, I don't know, okay? You'll understand when you get older. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And I later learned when doing research about it that the actor was Croatian, and that explained it, you know? 